you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Hello and welcome to Decide to Transform. I'm your host, Tomas Garza, and joining me as my very special guest today from Toronto is Lavender Morantz. Now, Lavender is an international speaker, leadership expert specializing in teaching women how to create the life of their dreams with a proven strategic process. Her vision is to empower women globally to take inspired action and create the life of their dreams. Now, Lavender is very excited to be here today. She's got a tremendous story and a lot of enthusiasm for her work. So wherever you are joining us from, welcome and help me welcome Lavender. Welcome to the show. Thank you, it's nice to be here. It's very fun to have you and I'm excited to talk about a couple of things related to your work with empowerment and, and leadership because you have an event coming up on April 7th. So we'll talk about that throughout the course of the, the show today. But let's start off with that. You've got a masterclass coming up about creating your own economy, which brings up a lot of questions for me, starting with what is that all about? <laughs> um, good question. So it's about um, basically giving, uh, I, I do work primarily with women, but this can apply to men too, um, giving women, people, the opportunity to create something um, that's, that's bigger and longer lasting than just, say, a job or a career, let's say, um, and it allows them to create a platform to create more uh, freedom, fluidity, flexibility in their life, uh, more time freedom. Um, and it's actually a very simple system, but it's compiled of a lifetime of work and learning um, on my end. And, uh, you know, it's kind of my pay it forward. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, even a simple system. I mean, there's always a body of work underneath that, right? right. So, yeah. yes, but let's talk about that, that body of work. That, how long have you been working with this simple system? I feel like it's technically a lifetime, but <laughs> for, um, to really be like, like in it and crafting it, it's just over 11 years now. And, um, you know, the process started with, uh, you know, my, my work was I was in fashion and corporate um, originally, okay. and it was just a, a really soul-crushing experience for me. I felt like it was a lot of get and not a lot of give back, and I transitioned out of that with no real backup plan, and I started my first business because of that, uh, which was interior design and home building, and even with that, I still felt like the hamster in the wheel where it was like, you know, you got to keep doing, keep moving, burnout, you know, I'm feeling fried two, four, seven, like, uh, I'm a single mom with two kids. Like you, you can't, you can't keep up. You can't keep up that pace forever. So it was that, that 
kind of pushed me into um, looking for different avenues and, and options and opportunities to be able to create something with a little bit more leverage that wasn't so dependent on my time so that I didn't feel so burnt out all the time. Yeah. Well, and people that are entrepreneurs talk a lot about, a lot of them have a corporate background or a traditional business background, and yeah. they talk about selling their time. So, you know, was there one instance in particular that stands out to you where you really had a moment of, I got to switch gears here? <laughs> there are lots of them. Um, oh, right. But I think the aha was uh, very early on, uh, one of my mentors um, started talking about residual income. And I was like, well, I don't know what that is, but I got to figure out how to get me some of that. This was a very, very long time ago, mm -hmm. but you know, and she was like, you know, trading dollars for hours. And it's like, it's not just, uh, like an hourly rate, like even a salary is trading dollars for hours. You're like, this is what my year is worth. And like, maybe I get two weeks of vacation. So, um, her, the whole concept that, that kind of changed the way I looked at things was like residual income. It was creating some leverage so that your money is working for you and not the other way around. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a concept that I, I think a lot of people have heard of, but they're not super familiar with it unless they're in a residual money-making situation. So, right. And I'm not even like, I'm not a detailed person. I'm not a numbers person. So it's like, you talk numbers to me, my eyes glaze over. So I really had to like, to learn it, like in its complexity to be able to simplify it so I could teach it to other people. Mm -hmm. And you've been teaching it then how long? Yeah, like oh. uh, it'll be 11 years. 11 years. Yeah. Well, so this is a it's it's interesting because there's always a, a transformational story there's always a foundation <laughs> underneath every entrepreneur so if, if you're listening and you're not an entrepreneur well we're um, we're different <laughs> yes we are <laughs> well we're, we're different because you, you have people actually risking everything to have things like time freedom um, financial freedom the freedom to not uh, be beholden to a conventional work situation. So Lavender, what would you say your biggest motivating factor for switching from a corporate environment to your current environment would be? There, there were a few things. So um, one is I had cancer at a, a really young age. I had cancer at 21. Okay. And that was, I would say that was the biggest kind of eye-opener and push for me to just start asking the questions um, in different scenarios. Work was one of them was, is this what I really want? Is this what's going to like make me thrive? Is this what's best for, for not just like the appearance of the situation, but like for my soul, you know, okay. because when you, when you break down the word disease, whether it's cancer or something else like degenerative, it's disease, it's stress in the body, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're in a situation where you're spending, let's say 80 or 90% of your time, which a lot of people do with their, their work life and, you know, in Canada, Toronto, Ontario, even more so because everybody's now working from home. So you're expected to be reachable 247. People are getting emails in the middle of the night, you know, um, yeah. if, it's, if it's not something that like lights you up, time to change gears and maybe it's a transition. Maybe it's not what I did where I was like, bye, and I'm going to go figure it out, you know, but um, you know, you got to have like layers to support you in what you really want to do. I think so. Cancer was definitely 
one of the the things. The other thing was I, I just, in addition to not um, aligning or feeling aligned with corporate, I think that I also wasn't aligned necessarily with having a boss. So now I'm the boss and, um, you know, I get to decide if I take vacation or get to go pick up my kids early from school or play hooky one day, you know, it's, um, just really being in the driver's seat of your reality, both the day to day and what you're planning for the future, for the legacy that you're going to leave behind. Right. Yeah. Um, I I love the phrase, the driver's seat of your reality. And (laughs) Yeah, and, and if you're an entrepreneur out there, you likely can relate to what Lavender just said. I can relate to that. Yes, bad employee. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. I literally, I have a pack of matches in my desk and I keep <laughs> there and don't use them because it says, it literally says fire me on the front. And I'm like, I laugh at it all the time. Beautiful. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I love that. That's a great image. Fire me. <laughs> fire me. <laughs> fire me. Or I, I quit. Yeah, if I'm I could done. have that like stamped on my forehead, totally, that's my tagline. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is, so this is fun. I mean, the, the conversation always takes it an unexpected direction on here, which I really love and appreciate. So you're getting a glimpse, listeners, into the life of an entrepreneur, our crazy mindset. Yeah, if you've ever wondered what it's like, and you still want to do it at the end of this broadcast, then that's <laughs> perfect. We recommend it. All right. right. I highly recommend. Do you know what's interesting though, Tomas, is that I've never talked to an entrepreneur that's taken that leap and ever wanted to go back. They've, none of them, not one person. So there's got to be something good about it, right? Yeah, yeah, there, there really is. Uh, there's a lot that's good about it. So if you're ever curious, then I'm happy you're listening to this podcast because, well, we highly recommend it. Totally. Yeah, we do. So Lavender, you came down um, with a cancer diagnosis at, at age 21. So, you know, if you'd like to tell us some more about that. I mean, are you cancer-free now or? Yeah, yeah, I have been ever since. Okay. Um, Great, good. I was lucky to have caught it early and it was totally just intuition and knowing myself well because I had three different doctors basically kind of brush it off saying it's nothing. And it was my insisting to like, just take one more step just to make sure that actually caught it. Um, so I'm so grateful. And I, I do feel like it was a new lease on life. And that's why I used that opportunity to really look at, you know, like, how do I want to live? How do I want to impact the world? What kind of a human do I want to be? What do I want to do? What's my work going to be in the world? You know, yeah. um, so yeah, it was definitely uh, not just a, a, like a physical transformation, but a, a mental overhaul with how I looked at everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and so let's let's talk a little bit about the the intuition here, uh, sure. because my favorite topic. Yeah, let, let's let's delve into that. So how do, how does that show up for you? Because I know it's different for everybody. Yeah, it is. Um... I feel like the more that you like look for and pay attention to and listen to uh, your intuition or inner voice, the more it'll show up for you. So for me, um, my body's always been kind of like uh, a nudge Uh when something's off. Um, And uh, it it is usually my skin and it was skin cancer. So that was kind of the frying pan over the head. But if you learn to tune in and listen, closer, you'll notice that there's, um, there's kind of other nudges that happen before the frying pan over the head kind of moment. Um, so I, I, 
I want to say a joke about it, but in all sincerity, I'm actually really grateful for having had the whole cancer experience because it, it helped me work backwards to make sure I'm listening like right away to the intuition where it doesn't build to that dramatic point again. And um, tuning in can look like something formal, like sitting down to do a meditation, be it guided or otherwise. It could be, you know, some people wake up in the middle of the night between like three and 5 a.m. and like get these like crazy downloads. Like I've got a really good friend and she's like, you do that too? Oh my God, that's so cool. She um, she calls herself like prophetic because she gets these crazy downloads in the middle of the night. Um, yeah. Some people, it's just a, a gut feeling. Yeah. Some people, it's literally a voice in their head. It can be anything. So you got to figure out what it is for you and then follow that nudge or voice or mm -hmm. feeling. Yeah, yeah it's, it's wonderful that you did follow it. it was, this apparently enabled you to catch um, this, this cancer very early and, and deal with it. Now, did you encounter any resistance from the, uh, from the doctors or from the medical community? Uh, yeah. I mean, what, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah like, like two different dermatologists, three actually, were oh. like, you're crazy. Like, mm. there's nothing wrong with you. It doesn't meet our ABCD criteria for melanoma. And we don't want to just give you a scar for nothing. I'm like, okay, first of all, I'll take a scar. And second of all, I just, I just had this nagging intuition, gut feeling. And yeah. so with the third doctor, I insisted, I was like, listen, I don't care if I have a scar, just do the biopsy. I am the patient, do it. <laughs> like, come on. Mm -hmm. And they did. And I literally got the call while at work with the job I hated <laughs> saying, <laughs> we've got surgery prep for you, drop what you're doing. And I was like, I'm the only one here. I, like, I can't leave. They're like, no, no, no. Like you're coming in right now. So with melanoma, it's one of the, the quickest killers because it's in your blood so quickly, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I'll take the scar. Okay, so this right? is, uh, <laughs> yeah. Give me another scar. I don't care as long as I'm still here. <laughs> right, we all have scars, right? We've been, yeah. Uh, yeah the, okay, well, so this, this is good. So you mentioned a number of different ways that different people get intuitive hits. Now, um, now, now that you've had this experience and it's possibly quite literally saved your life, right? How do you use this now when you work with people? Because now you're in the leadership field. Now you're in a, 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 a real leadership position for people. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I honestly, I believe that leadership starts with being a leader in your own life. Are you willing to lead yourself okay. and lead your story and lead your experiences? Um, it's, it, it integrates there first before you can lead another person. And so I think that, oh, like, you know, cancer is just one of the, the stories, but I've used the experiences in my life to really build a leadership muscle in myself first. And then that translates to being able to lead others. And I'm grateful for the people that have put their trust in me to, to be able to help them uh, kind of craft that skill for themselves too. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, it really is a, an internal shift, a, a, like an inside job, so to speak, to to yeah. be a leader. Now, did you find 
that this was difficult for you at first? Was it a difficult? Yeah, yes, absolutely. So like our, our subconscious wants to keep us safe and to keep us safe, it wants us to stay the same. And you're never gonna be a leader by staying the same, unfortunately, it's not, it doesn't come from sitting on the couch eating bonbons, you know? No. <laughs> um, That's too so bad. yeah, <laughs> it, right? Damn it. Um, it definitely comes from, being comfortable with being uncomfortable, first of all. Um, and it comes with, oh man, you have to want it so bad that it doesn't matter how much it hurts in the process. Cause growth is like growth hurts. Growth is going to challenge you from every angle. Um, and yeah, so I, I think that it's, it's building a muscle and, and just, knowing that it's going to get hard before it gets easier. And then once you build that muscle, like, yes, things are difficult, but you've grown into the person that can handle that difficulty now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, would it speak to your experience to say that you don't get something that you can't handle? Exactly. From life? exactly. Yeah. Yes, 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 exactly. And so that doesn't mean that you no longer get that curveball thrown at you, but you are now much better equipped to handle that. It's like Jim Rohn said, don't wish for it to be easier, wish for you to be better, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's the getting better process. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think it's uh, it's natural to want to sit on the couch and, and eat bonbons <laughs> or a bag of chips. Right. And sometimes that's okay, but you can't do it all the time. <laughs> uh, yes. Not every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. All right. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> and like back to the everyday, what you just said, it's like, it's the everyday habits. It's, are you creating habits for growth or are you creating habits that are just going to keep you the same? Yeah. And it's, it's very interesting what you say about our, our subconscious wanting to keep us safe. And that doesn't necessarily translate into fulfilled. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, and so when you work with people in a leadership capacity, what are some of the main issues that you see in others? Are, are there some obstacles that they experience that stand out? Yes. All right. <laughs> the top three that I hear day in and day out, and they can look slightly different for each person, but the basis is the same. It's, I don't have enough time to do the things I wanna do. I don't have the money to do what I want to do, right? It costs too much. I can't do it. I can't afford it. I can't, I can't, I can't. Mm -hmm. um, or uh, um, I, I'm not like well enough or I'm not healthy enough or I'm not young enough or it, it's like health. It's like time, money, health. Those are the three things that I find um, people, it's either a pain point for somebody or um, it's what's holding them back. Okay. Yeah. And I suppose that it, it varies widely when, when you work yeah. with people as to which shows up. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Yes. Then, you know, as far as um, we were talking a couple of minutes ago about your own intuition and, and developing that. So when you bring this to the fore, I'm curious in your daily life, how you keep that uh, intuition top of mind? How, how do you hone that? Do you have a practice to keep yeah. that elevated? Speaking of habits, you know, yes, I do. Totally. Um, 
one, it's, I, I committed to myself a long time ago that I, I would always keep that, that channel, that avenue, that conversation going. And the ways that I do that are um, just with simple daily habits. So I have a daily meditation practice. I try to get it in first thing when like, you know, your brain's still fresh. You haven't looked at email or, you know, taken that awful call yet or argued with your kids to finish their freaking breakfast, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, however, it doesn't always work that way, but I, I'm a hundred percent committed to doing it every day. So whether it's first thing in the morning or after school drop off and I've gotten five seconds to sit down again, meditation <laughs> is key because it taps into your subconscious mind, which we talked about. Yeah. Uh, number two is I have a gratitude practice yep. every day and it's not just gratitude. I do um, what I'm grateful for what I really, really, really want to create or have or be or do. Okay. And then I also do a list of appreciations about myself because I think we're so good at appreciating everything external that we forget to recognize the goodness yeah. in ourselves too. So I do that. Um, and then I'm always just open to learning. Like I want to make sure that my brain is, is flipped to growth mode right? Versus yeah. addicts stay yes. the same mode. And so that, that requires being open to whether it's like maybe a new yoga routine, or there's a new coach or mentor talking about something you never heard about, or uh, reading a new book. I, like, I just want to continue to keep the growth mindset going, because that's also how I can serve my people better too, by being a better version of me, right? Yeah. So those are all ways that I, I tap into the intuitive side. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I'm just constantly listening and looking for direction, not from outside, but from inside. Sorry. And it's the yeah. quiet voice, not the loud voice. The loud voice says, I want your time. I want your attention. I want your money. Focus on me, 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 me. Mm -hmm. the, the, the voice inside your intuition is it's the whisper. And it's the one that you have to get quiet to hear. You can't be busy two, four, seven. Right. Yes. So stay off your Twitter feeds, guys. <laughs> yeah, at least 20, at least, you know, I mean, not every no. of every day. Yeah. It's cool to check it once. Yeah. But, you know, you raised an important point, not first thing in the morning. So what does your morning routine look like? My morning routine is uh, I set an alarm, but I don't always wake up to the alarm. Sometimes I'm up before it. Sometimes my kids are in my room first thing in the morning. <laughs> Um, but if it were like an ideal day, uh, I would kind of wake up naturally. I would do, uh, let's say a five to 10 minute meditation followed by just a few minutes of silence, just to let it kind of process and seep into the subconscious. Okay. Um, I would journal, I would do my gratitude list. Um, like we just talked about. And then I would, uh, my morning ritual always includes my favorite tea, which is jasmine green tea. And it's not always easy to find, but I love it. All right. Um, I know a lot of people start their day with uh, like a coffee caffeine and I don't want to piss anyone off here, but that you really can. overstimulates your um, nervous system first thing in the morning. So it, it's like instantly you're just in like ragey race mode kind of on the inside, you know? Um, so I find a green tea caffeine is a little bit more, um, sanity welcoming. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, and so that's typically my day. I'll try to exercise 
first thing in the morning because I find I'm not interested once we pass kind of like the 12 o'clock mark. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about it. And, um, you know, just, just keeping space for stuff. Like I try not to touch my, my phone first thing in the morning. Um, I schedule my social media stuff so that I don't have to sit there and think about it. So for work, social is, is pre-thought, pre-planned, pre-scheduled, everything from the, the picture, the editing of the picture and whatever I want, unless something like hits me and I'm like super inspired to change it up and then I will. But um, I try to do things that, that keep me away from getting sucked into that trap of like reaching for your phone first thing in the morning. Okay. And then somebody else is setting your day for you, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, Twitter is setting your day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or, or Instagram or Facebook. Whichever. Yeah. You know, your, your news <laughs> app, something. It's not, somebody's setting your day for you. Uh, this is kind of a theme here. Someone's setting yeah. your day for you. Don't let them set their day for you. Yeah. So, <laughs> what, what, so when you work with people, um, this is something that, uh, you know, I also meditate and um, I do it every day. So what, what do you say to people when you get the time excuse on that? Is I don't have time to do that. Oh, you don't have time not to do it. You don't. Like, there you go. I don't, I don't think pe people realize what, <laughs> what they're doing to themselves with the whole busy trap. Like, mm -hmm. I'm too busy. For, I don't have time for that. Well, you're either going to have the time or you're going to have to make the time at some point because just like me, disease, something will catch up to you. It'll be the frying pan over the forehead moment. It might not be mm -hmm. that. It might be somebody you love falls ill. Maybe a relationship breaks down. Maybe you get fired from it. Like Whatever it is, yeah. something something will come into your space, your reality, your life, and force your hand to make mm -hmm. the time. So you either do it willingly <laughs> or it's going to be done for you. And I, I feel like you know, the whole busy trap is, is a lie that we tell ourselves to stay in the hamster wheel. Because the truth is when you really want to make time for something you do, if there's something important to you, like, I don't know, like the, whatever, the Super Bowl, or that show you love, or your best friend's birthday, or your anniversary, your kid's birthday, whatever it is, you find time, you, you, have a reason to remember it. It goes in your calendar, it, it gets blocked off space. So why are we not doing that for ourselves, for our mental space? Because you're not showing up as the best version of yourself for you or for anybody that you love if you're in the busy trap. You're just not. Right. Yeah. I've felt that for a long time. And, and you know, the busy trap, it's so pervasive. In, in the modern world yeah and it just seems like it's not going away well because we've been taught incorrectly that it's a virtue to be oh i'm so busy i'm so important i'm so this and so that but really you're not doing anybody any favors by by a being that busy or by b broadcasting it like it's a virtue of some sort because it's not yeah yeah I, I have to agree. It's it's really not a virtue, and people are are racing and um, constantly stressed. And uh, yeah, well, we're here to say it's not necessary. Exactly. At all. Yeah. Let me teach you a different way. Yes. Well, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about that. Yeah. Um. Let lavender teach you a different way. So. You, you, how long do you work when someone comes to you as a client, let's say, how long do you typically work with them? What does this process look like? Yeah. So, um, 
It basically is, first of all, somebody saying, yes, I'm ready to, mm-hmm. ready, ready to take that step, ready to, you know, um, have a mentor, ready to add a layer to my layer cake of life, you know? Um, and then the next step would be, uh, there's eight weeks of pretty intense one-on-one mentorship. Uh, and in that eight weeks, you're learning my system all of my tips and tricks, all of the speed bumps and hurdles I've gone through throughout um, my journey to get to where I am right now so that you can A, do it faster and B, do it in a way that that suits you and your lifestyle. And then around the eight week mark, not that I shove you out of the nest, you're always going to have a a relationship with me in order to be able to progress. But um, that's the point at which you're fully equipped to go and, and create that for yourself in whatever way that looks like for you. Like it's very customized and, uh, and that's why it's, it's one-on-one for those eight weeks with people, because it's not like, you know, one size fits all kind of scenario. Yeah. It's tailored to what they're looking for, why they're looking for it and what they want to create. Okay. Right. And then when, when somebody's in the eight week program, um, is there an approximate time commitment that goes along with that per day or is that highly individualized as well i would say for the the best result like you'll probably it it varies so much with people it depends on what they want really like some people are like oh i want to commit 10 hours a week and some people are like well i only have 30 minutes a day and it's on my lunch hour so it's it's flexible and and it's you know, the information and, and my, my mentorship are there for people, but it, it's what they want to make of it too, right? It's a two-way yeah. street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is always an important piece um, in, in whatever arena that someone's working with someone professionally mm-hmm. is, is participatory. This is a, yeah. a participatory yeah. reality. Yeah. 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 Because none of us as, as a coach or a teacher uh, in any capacity can hand anything to you. <laughs> no, it's a, and it's crazy the way that that works, but like that comes back to, to being a leader in your own life, right? It's like, what are the things that you're willing to take responsibility for and not expect someone else to do for you, whether it's finances uh, or as simple as taking care of your health, like, we're, we're seeing now a lot of people handing their health over to like, let's say government agencies or like mass media. And <laughs> no, that's your responsibility. You can't hand that over to somebody else. And so when we're ready to actually step into that leadership role and, and own it, yes, it's scary to do that. But the second you do, guess who has control over the end result? You do now. You're not giving it to someone else. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And to circle back around to why people are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm that's exactly. one of the reasons <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so if you're out there and you're a, not an entrepreneur and you feel like you're a bad employee like <laughs> yeah just <laughs> tune into this show yeah, and 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 you know get a hold of lavender as well that yeah. Uh, yeah, which we'll talk about yes <laughs> so now you've got several different highlight or areas like the meditation practice, your gratitude practice, uh, your practice of appreciating yourself, reading. What, what are you reading right now? Oh man, <laughs> if you can see my desk. All right. I've got <laughs> the science of getting rich over here. Okay. 
I've got beautiful money over here. These are kind of my textbooks that I'm building this masterclass with as well. Okay. Uh, money, a love story by my darling Kate Northrup. Um, Independence Day, financial independence. Mm-hmm. I've got Moolah La, another money one. All right. So I, I use these kind of as, as texts to, to build out some of the valuable information in the masterclass, but this is my favorite right now. It's called Witch. It's by Lisa Lister. Okay. And it is so cool. It, it's literally about like witches, but it, it's very much written um, to and for and about uh, the women of the modern day world right now. It's very cool. Oh, I see. Is it nonfiction then? Yeah, it's nonfiction. Okay. Interesting. Very, very All right. Yeah. yeah. And would you say, would you say the author in case the listeners are interested? Uh, yeah. It's Lisa, Lisa Lister. Lister. Okay. Lister, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. I always like to ask what people are reading. Yeah. Like goosebumps, like every, every page. It's so good. Okay. Yeah. So it's about the women in the modern world. Then. Yeah. Okay. And it has a ton to do with our intuition as well, which based on our conversation today i'm sure you can understand why i'm connecting so much with it yeah 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 for sure and uh, I, I just think that it's it's really it's really valuable to listen to your intuition because every single person in the world has it yep. but yeah and as we've talked about we're not trained necessarily to exercise that no so. and i mean so another way to look at intuition is it, it's the universe's way, or if you feel so inclined, God's way of speaking to us. Right. That's mm-hmm. how we connect to source, right? Yeah. Is through intuition as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It, it, literally, yeah. Um, it is. Yeah. It is that. It's not literally just like your own voice in your head. It's like, that's your connection to the universe there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. So then, you know, we're, we've been talking about intuition, we've been talking about entrepreneurship and, and leadership and helping people step into a different, more responsible role in their lives. Now, we mentioned at the outset, your masterclass that's coming up on, on April 7th. Um, if you would, uh, tell us a little bit more than about that and how people can find information on it. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's something I'm super excited to, to launch and to share. Um, it's literally my life's work, the information and, and the, the tips and tricks and systems and just really a turnkey way to create um, really financial independence and financial independence that's not dependent on your time. And so um, I teach you uh, the way that I've done that. Um, very, very simple turnkey, like I said, and um, build out some of just like I was showing showing you the books that um, that I use for the course as well. It's it's part um, learning and, and wisdom that that I've collected over the years, but it's also part application. And so, um, yeah, I mean, if you're if you are someone who is feeling stressed out, burnt out, worn out, um, and you're looking for a different way to do things, to do life, that that isn't so grind, 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 busy, busy, busy. If you're ready to let go of the busy, then this is definitely for you. If you're somebody who's just feeling uninspired and out of alignment in whatever life path you've chosen or uh, be it career or anything, then this is totally for you. Um, And if you're somebody, maybe you've got like super successful, awesome business, but you're ready to add an extra layer and and to learn a little bit more 
financial fluidity and flexibility and independence for yourself, then this is for you too. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. And then how would people get a hold of you to find out more information? Yeah. So I am on uh, Facebook and Instagram as Lavender Morantz, M-O-R-A-N-T-Z. And um, I, I offer the masterclass on both those platforms too. So it's easy just to kind of click, but the best place is Instagram. The link to join the masterclass is right in my bio um, on Instagram there too. So Okay. Yes. And that's Instagram Lavender Morantz. Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for that. And this is a great way for people to plug into your expertise. And you mentioned a system that you've developed over, over the years. And in order for them to able to get information, they'll have to contact you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we won't divulge all the secrets right here on the podcast. Right, you got to come and show up to listen. Yeah, Where? yeah you do. <laughs> yeah, you, you do. Yeah, well, and lavender, this I've learned a great deal um, from from you during this show, and thank you so much for joining me. Before we wrap up, I, I want to uh, just give you the floor here. What else would you like to add for people that you feel is important here? Oh boy, um, <laughs> so many things. Where do you start? I think that um, you know all of us will will come to a place in our lives where we really look at um, what what we're doing and why we're doing it, and maybe reassess if it is aligned with our values or not. And I would just encourage people to have the courage to look and have the courage to change your mind if if that's what you know your intuition says because you know just because you're in something if it's not working for you doesn't mean you can't pick a new route right, right. exactly yeah yeah you you really can so that's a very powerful phrase have the courage to change your mind because it does take courage in fact it does yeah, yeah. and as you've demonstrated as many people have demonstrated it's worth it. Totally worth it. And if we can do it, anybody can do it, right? <laughs> mm. Yes, because you're listening to, well, I mean, at least on um, the host of this show, it's a stubborn individual. I, I don't know. I can't speak for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> One of the top qualities of an entrepreneur, you got to be stubborn. I think um, the best way it was put was called grit. And it's a combination combination of like total stubbornness, but also resilience and, and perseverance too. Okay. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, who yeah, we're we're a little bit different. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, anyone that wishes to experience this difference for themselves would do very well to think about it. Because strongly it's agree. Yeah, it's so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. All right. Well, this is wonderful. So we just invite everyone to have the courage to change your mind. And if you're curious about Lavender's masterclass or her work in general, it is Lavender Morantz on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, that is where the link is in Lavender's Instagram page. So at Lavender Morantz. So check her out there. Lavender, this has been so wonderful to have you on the show. I've had a great time. Thank you so much for joining me. I agree. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. It's been a lot of fun. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of Decide to Transform. And be sure you check out Lavender's Instagram at Lavender Morantz. And we will catch you back on here next time. Thanks so much.